Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult fiction novels, The Land of Blue and the Devon Dream Agent series. Each of my books deals with the themes of mental health and intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice in order to live your very best life. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast. This week, I have a very special guest. My daughter is with me today. My daughter, Michelle, she is 19 years old, just finished her freshman year in college. And this idea came about from a former client who told me pretty much at the onset of when I started this podcast back in 2020 that she thought a great episode would be for me to have a discussion with my daughter uh, on all things, you know, health and wellness, mental health kind of thing, uh, particularly with this age group. So we are finally getting to that. So welcome, Michelle. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. (laughs) So... Today, again, I want to talk about mental health and wellness um, with my daughter because of this idea that uh, someone gave me, but also because it's such a thing. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably have kids or students or you are in this age group yourself, and um, it's like such a conundrum, you know, especially with everything going on in the news. We try to keep it high vibe on this podcast. and not focus on the negative, awful things happening in the world and try to leave with some motivation and inspiration, but it is, um, or I'll say and, it certainly is such a thing right now with kids and the depression, anxiety, the most recent stat I had heard, uh, found, was one in three adolescents in the age group of 13 to 18 have an anxiety disorder, and that was in November of 2019. So... You can imagine what it is now, what the world, uh, you know, that it's at today. Uh, Another um, column I came across was according to the National Institute of Health that kids feel uh, anxiety and depression due to high expectations with pressure to succeed, social media, and a world that feels scary and threatening. And who the heck could blame them? Because it is such a challenging world. It doesn't mean there's a lot of awesome things that there aren't a lot of awesome things going on as well but it certainly is a difficult time for kids in this age group and younger and so today I want to get Michelle's perspective on that so what do you think about the one in three adolescents 12 to 18 who have an anxiety disorder like give me your take on that personally I think the statistics are probably higher now especially you know everything covid wise i think that that raised a lot of anxiety in a lot of people and just uncertainty and unknowns um but i think that regardless anyone deals with any form of anxiety you know everyone every single person on this earth has dealt with something that makes them anxious or you know every single person has their unknowns has their uncertainties and i think it's important that you know, everyone finds ways that works for them. You know, it's not just a statistic that we all have to go by. So when, according to this column about the high expectations, you know, with the pressure to succeed, what do you think about that in terms of your age group, kids that you went to high school with, college with, all of that? I think, you know, every single one of my friends, we've all had that, you know, assignments and schoolwork nowadays is so crazy I think especially in college the pressure can be a lot more because you know you don't really have things due every single day it's due by the week so it's a lot of things that are you know due to time management 
Um, but I think personally for me, I've grown a lot. Like in middle school, if I'd get a really bad grade on a test, my weekend would be ruined or that night would be ruined. And now in college, I just make sure to, you know, I space my time out. I do my 20 minutes each day of a certain subject studying and I just, I do my best. And literally at the end of the day, when I put my head to the pillow, I know that that's all I can do. And I feel satisfied with that. And I personally have not had a weekend ruined since. I love hearing you say that. That's music to my ears because obviously I remember those days when weekends would be completely ruined from from that you know pressure um, that you put on yourself. So so for kids listening, because obviously in my caseload, I'm going to hear a lot of college students talk about that and that pressure. How would you say you got there? So so from being that anxious kid who would let things be totally you know you it would be ruled by that by the anxiety of like oh no I didn't do perfect on this test or whatever it was to get to the point where you're like hey I did my best and there's nothing that you know nothing else I can do other than practice time management and all of that what would you say was the one thing or the multiple things or the moment or maybe just you know a different mindset that got you to that for for kids who are listening and also for parents to 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 help those kids There's a bunch of different things. I think the number one thing was just age and growth naturally. Like the ways when my weekend would be ruined, that would be like, you know, sixth or seventh grade when I was still like, you know, developing and everyone's especially more anxious at those times. So I think age and just becoming more like confident in myself over time. But okay, so how did I get there? For example, like the biggest thing for me was working out. So if I get like a bad test grade, which that still happens now, like I'm human, and that's very normal in college to not be perfect. Definitely. I'll go to the gym, whether it's after I receive that test grade or even before a test, and obviously when you work out, your mind is automatically more clear. It's probably like 10 times more clear, and you'll never regret a workout. Another thing that really helped me was like journaling or affirmations to myself, and although my mom raised me doing affirmations. I always hated it. I'd I'd get mad at her because I just, I didn't want to repeat things to myself three times, but it definitely does work like before a test or even after a test. Like, so let's say before a test, if I was nervous, I would just say, you know, I'm going to do the best I can. I repeat that three times or I'm really smart, you know, repeat that three times or even after a test, if I did bad or I got a really big, you know, week of homework or something, I just say to myself, like, I am human three times and just remember that I'm not here to be perfect. I'm here to grow. And each and every day, it truly, like, it sounds so, you know, cheesy, but I'm here to grow every single day and become one step better. I love that. I love that. What do you think about your friends, people you know, students, classmates, former kids in high school who might be struggling with things like that? Um you know, how do they do it? How do, how do they get through it? What are some other strategies and tips? Um, for a lot of people, I know being in a social aspect can really help. I have a few friends where, like, you know, if they would have a tough day, like, surround yourself with people that you really want to be around or go do something fun that night. You know, if you had a big day or just you're exhausted, maybe take that time for yourself. But also, you know, if you get that, like, second burst of energy, go do something fun. You won't regret that. Like, my college roommate is like my person to go to if I need to laugh like we will just laugh about things and find the funny I had a professor in college this semester and the workload was insane I thought I was gonna have to drop the class and me and my roommate would just 
you know, we'd find ways to make fun of him on our own, and it definitely got me through the class. Excellent. So humor, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, so social media, the beast, social media. Do you feel like it owns you? Do you feel like you're better handle it now? I mean, there's so many parents that I've talked to over the years that like are freaking out with their middle school kids and high school kids, rightfully so, because it's just, I mean, you know, it's just, it's brutal for kids, girls, mental health, self-esteem, boys too. Um, and just, it's really, really tough to control. So I would love your perspective for parents on how to help their middle schoolers how to help their high schoolers because obviously when you're in college you're on your own you got to figure it out um and even at the end of high school too so let's let's uh let's hear from you on that as a college student myself i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty addicted to my phone i'm on it like a lot i also find like a lot of joy on my phone though i don't really like I was never a video game person or anything like that. I was never someone that spent a lot of time playing, like, I don't know, Clash of Clans or, like, you know, Minecraft, all that stuff. But, I mean, it's pretty easy to compare yourself online on Instagram. I've definitely gone through phases where I'm just like, oh, God, I need to look like that person or something. But because I'm on my phone so much now, I like to occupy myself with things that make me happy. So like talking to, you know, my friends on my phone or doing FaceTimes or like, I love Pinterest. That's like a way to be on my phone, but be creative. I have like a bunch of mood boards and stuff where I pin things for dream houses or like dream ideas when I'm older. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's something you need to figure out truly on your own in college. You can set as many, you know, screen limit times as you want, but you're probably still going to go on your phone. So it's something you need to train yourself for. But I think the biggest tip I have is like create blocks of time. So let's say you're, you have an essay to write, do, you know, the first paragraph and do one of the body paragraphs and then set a five minute timer on your phone and, you know, take that time to just fully be focused on your phone, then put your phone away, do another two paragraphs and then go on it again. Awesome. How about your friends? What do they do? Um, <laughs> my friends are better than me than being on their phones. You know, they can actually put it away and stuff. But a lot of my friends, a big thing for them is like FaceTime calls. So they'll be doing homework and then they'll take like 15 to 20 minutes to like call someone and just catch up about their day. Um, and you know, a lot of people that I know also it's easy for them to just put their phone away or go on a walk or something that's a big thing um but I think I think it depends on the person definitely all right so again based on that criterion for the National Institute um, of Health about kids seeing the world you know as a scary and threatening place tell me what your take is on that how do you see it I definitely think the world can be scary obviously but I don't see the world as a scary place like that's not my view like when I think of the world I think of opportunity and travel and all this like really exciting stuff you know every day that I wake up I'm like I, I'm excited there's been phases in my life where I've woken up each day like my first semester in college for example every day just felt so repetitive I felt like I had like no purpose at my college and I've learned to like really train my brain I've done lots of work and just you know reversing patterns and stuff to wake up and be excited and not see the scary you know do one fun thing every day and um obviously there's there's concern out there in the world but if you focus on that 
you're gonna be scared but if you don't focus on it you're gonna live you know a life that's full of opportunities and you know it's gonna be exciting yeah amen definitely and again how about your friends I think my friends, it's varied for a lot of them as well. You know, people that focus on scary things tend to, you know, live each day more scary, more negative. You know, they're just concerned, more anxious. But I also have, you know, a lot of friends too who are like really optimistic. Um, One of my best friends from college, she's always encouraging me to, like I said, do one fun thing every day. Um, I think that's the best thing i think that also like college in terms of like college kids who are listening it can be very scary to figure out your future i think that's a you know a concern for probably a hundred percent of people around ages like 18 to anywhere in your 20s what are you going to do with your life but each day you wake up and you do something for your future or yourself and something exciting is going to happen regardless yeah, I mean, it's a, a big concern with the, you know, the college kids that I have on my caseload. It's, um, and obviously having you and Kyle just, you know, in this age group, it's a huge um, stressor. It can be, not for everybody, but a huge stressor for kids on feeling like the major they declared, they have to do something with it, and they're locked into something. And I want to get your thoughts and your, and your you know, your, your friend group's thoughts on what that's like for you like what do you what do you think about when you feel like okay this is my major and I have to do this do you feel open do you feel like I'm trying something new do you feel like you know exactly what you want to do like talk about that for kids who aren't sure so I'm a psychology major and to be honest I do not see my future filled with really anything psych related Mm -hmm. I don't ever really see myself sitting in an office I'm not sure I love the classes that I'm taking. I'm interested in it right now. So I'm trying to take classes that interest me and that are enjoyable. But I don't know where I'm going to end up in the future. But I actually, I'm not worried at all. Because I know that psych is such an open field. And also, I'm a hard worker. And your college major, even college itself, it's not even for everyone. You don't even need college. But you're going to end up like, right where you're supposed to be um and I think also if you're in a major that you hate personally I think you should you should switch it because you should be college should be like full of experience not full of misery and like only thinking about money and stuff um I think college should be about learning about who you are in general what do you think was your biggest takeaway for the first and second semesters being a freshman in college um maybe biggest challenge biggest takeaway whatever you want to college is hard you have to learn to be by yourself like if you are someone that is an extrovert and you love being around people great that's awesome and that'll be really helpful for you making friends and stuff but you also need to learn to be able to sit in a room do your work and just like be alone thinking by yourself it's college is a lot of thinking by yourself Um, My first semester, personally, was (laughs) horrible. Um, I would not go back to that, personally. Um, Yeah, put put the parents through a lot of stress as well. Um, But it was definitely lonely. I felt very lonely. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't really love the classes I was taking. And to be honest, the classes that I were taking, 
they were very easy. I wasn't challenged by them. And that also put too much free time on my hands to my, I just had too much free time, you know, second semester on the other hand, like the world just got better. Like my life got better. I became close with a few more people. I do not have a lot of friends at college. I don't think you need a lot of friends at college. I have like four best friends there and I know they'll always back me up. So I absolutely love all of them. Um, but I think a big part of it was definitely like putting myself out there too and doing new things. And, you know, if I wasn't really in the mood to go out that night, I would just say, I'm going to go for a little bit. It's just an experience. My friend recently said to me how don't think of things as like always set in stone, but think of things as just an event. And I felt like that was very helpful in terms of my, uh, my second semester. Mm as an event so it's like uh just being present with it and yeah just learning just something with it yeah experience something you know nothing nothing's going to be lasting forever just be there in the moment what was the best part of the second semester for you Ooh, the the warmer weather personally i think and i probably do have seasonal depression i i am not a big fan of the cold personally so when it got warm i just felt like you know, I'd go to my school's baseball games or me and my roommate would walk around, you know, downtown Boston or um, me and my friends went out to dinner on my birthday. We went to the Museum of Fine Arts. Like it just the weather just definitely put me in a better mood and got me to explore more often. What would you say was the best part of your first semester? Because I see you as someone who likes the fall and enjoys all that and the clothes. So that that surprises me when, you know, when you said that to me before. But um what was the best part of that uh best part of the fall I would say um, I'm in an acapella group so that was really exciting getting into it because it's a pretty competitive group um and my other highlight I would say was meeting my roommate because she is (laughs) she can make me laugh like no other (laughs) so that was a bright spot even though it was tough and challenging and new definitely and there's definitely positives about it too you know it wasn't each and every single day I was not wanting to get up out of bed, but it, it was just a harder time than the spring. So what would you say for parents who are about to go into their freshman year with their child, whether it's their first or their last child, what would you say for parents to help their kids go through? And what would you say for kids who are starting? Because some kids are just, you know, they're gung-ho, they're ready to go, they want to go in, and then other kids, you know, have, have a tough time. Yeah, I was I was very ready to go into college. I I remember my family was moving me in and I was like excited that day and I thought I was <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, we were all there the Sylvester family was was ready to get me out of there. Um people heard us down the hall. But um I would say check in on like your kid going to college cuz I'm someone who, like, I keep in touch with my parents on everything. I keep in touch with my friends. And I feel like my family definitely thought for a semester, like, I was going to be ready to go. Like, not as many problems. Yeah. So I would say, like, because even for a kid like me, I needed to be checked in on. So I think it's important just, like, every day call, like, call someone. Even if it's not, like, your parents, but make sure, like, you're talking to someone. Um, Like, second semester... I think I called my. I think I called you like every single day, like twice. Yeah, so and I thought yeah. that was helpful. Yeah, definitely. So checking in for sure, and for kids who like maybe they're asking for somebody to check in or they're checking in on their own. You know, um, taking the initiative. You're saying like making sure that you're checking in with somebody. Yeah, I think also like a lot of schools do offer like 
good like mental health resource things and people people love to ignore them like at my school we have a thing called like husky card and you know that's what you use to you know swipe into the dining hall swipe into your dorm like you are using your husky card absolutely everywhere you go and on the back of that card there's three mental health you know crisis lines or you know we have a thing called like like let's talk so don't be afraid to use that because also you're not you're not weak if you choose to talk to someone definitely not it's it's courage it's strength for sure yeah yeah for sure so what do you think is the biggest challenge for your age group as a as a whole what do you think is the biggest challenge for kids your age fitting in I'd say that's the number one thing. Like, (laughs) everyone just wants to be like each other. Also, that's so boring. I hate boring people. I hate people who, like, try to be like everyone else. Like, I just love people who, like, aren't afraid to do their own thing. Like, go to the beat of their own drum. So I would just say, like, in college also, even, like, in middle school or high school too, like, do things you like. That's that's my biggest thing because you will be... You won't be happy if you're in an environment that that doesn't interest you. You know, you're here to grow yourself. You're not here to please everyone else on earth. You're not here to also like grow only with your friends and do the clubs that they want to do. Explore like who you are as well. Mm. So do you think that that would be something they want to think about before they go into college, before they get there to think about, okay, what do do I want out of this? What's my intention? Like, how did you do it? Yeah, the second that I got into Northeastern, so I got into Northeastern, I applied early decisions, so it was like December, so it was earlier than everyone. The second I got in the next day, it was during a Zoom class um, for, I don't even know what class it was in high school, but I was on the Northeastern website already looking at clubs. I was so excited. So I'd say, like, think about um, what hobbies you, like, did in high school. Did you like those or not? Which ones are you interested in joining? Want to try something new? And also, like, see the type of people that are in those clubs. Visit, like, the page's Instagram or something. That's helpful because the people who you're going to be with, like, that that affects you a lot, I think. Yeah. And I would say, too, just in um, what's coming to mind right now with you is just the, the being consistent. You've been very consistent, and I think this would be good for kids to hear. Because consist- consistent is a big word in terms of mental health, from my opinion, as a professional, because if you're not, then you're not practicing the tools that are going to give you that long-term success. So for example, the journaling, the exercising, all the things you're talking about. So talk about that. Yeah, so, like... You can be really, there's a, okay, there's a difference between habit and motivation. People love to get these like little spurs of motivation. I'm like Mm -hmm. that too, where I'm just like, I'm going to do every single thing in one day. Like I'm going to take an hour to do seven things. Okay. Maybe you do that, but that's not, that's not sustainable. So habit is definitely the thing that like gets me out of bed every day. There'd be days in college so in college, I woke up first thing, 6.30 a.m., went to the gym. I hated waking up at 6.30 a.m., like horrible. I, I hate waking up that early in the morning when it's, you know, dark out. But habit is the thing that, you know, it, it, it caused me to keep going and get it done because if I didn't do it, then it felt like a part of my day was, you know, incomplete. So make a goal or make three goals each day that you want to do you don't need to do 10 goals make three one to three and um just you know try to get those ones done and that's habit that's sustainable yeah and and you've been you've been really great with that and i would say just looking back at your first year 
the thread that that moved you through from my perspective with success was staying consistent with the tools even when you were having a tough time yeah even when it was difficult like and then when it was great you didn't abandon ship and say well i don't need that you still did it like you still journaled you still worked out you still did all those things so tell me right now for your own what is your greatest challenge right now and then what you're looking forward to um i'll start with the challenge um I would say right now, I'm a little like less, I don't want to say less mindful, but I'll say like something like journaling. Um, I recently wrote like on a little like blog page on my Instagram that I have that like I'm being very inconsistent with journaling because when I'm at home, I'm just waking up and getting coffee with my best friend and I don't have that many responsibilities right now. So I think it's important like even in like your really bright times that like you said like stay consistent so one of my biggest things right now is I really want to challenge myself to keep journaling and like keep in check with my mental health and it can be easy to let go of that stuff at home when it just feels like a fun vacation so it's important to keep that side of me up and strong so that when I'm ready for college again you know I still have that there and I've grown um and what am I most looking forward to Um, probably just like the exciting like opportunities this summer like starting a new job I feel like that's exciting like traveling doing day trips I'm just each day I'm excited for for something new to be honest I'm I'm looking forward to the summer a lot awesome well we thank you for your perspective and being here today and for the person that that recommended having you on and having uh, your perspective on this age group and you know what you can offer to parents and kids so i thought that was a really good idea um and we made it through without laughing i know so we, take I, that I, as a success. I wanted to make this a phone call but, but <laughs> which is the but dumbest you made me sit next because door. then you're upstairs and that's weird and then i'd be <laughs> laughing the whole time too so anyway yeah. this was this was great and is there anything else that you want to add because i think you have great um advice and i think you're very um pretty balanced and you're very you know healthy and not just because you wake up that way but because you work on it and so what anything else that you want to add for people um just like be present each day that's something I've trained my mind to do you know you don't know what's going to come up like tonight or the next day or anything so just be present and try to just like seek out new opportunity and stay consistent always awesome thank you Michelle Thanks for having me. (laughs) And thanks, everybody, for listening. Any comments or feedback or any ideas that you would like to see on a future podcast, please let me know at jill at jillsylvester.com. And I appreciate uh, the ones that you've submitted already. So thanks, everyone. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.